In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, manning up in the face of insecurity. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. Here at the Moran Family Studio, I am Quincy Moran, a.k.a. the Q-Dog. And she, my wife, Jeannie Moran. Hello. If this was a video podcast, you would see that she had a good time mouthing what I said with and the Q-Dog. And you smiled through the whole thing. I did. You tried did. real hard not to laugh. <clears throat> so today... We are going to talk about insecurity. Now, I might be the only guy in the world who deals with it, because there are some super studs out there uh, that, at face value, they have no issue. Uh, But maybe they have it just like me. Anyway, I'm kind of bumbling around a little bit because I'm a little nervous about this episode. I'm exposing my insecurities, but... It's my commitment. It's the code that I live by. Once I have awareness of something, I have to go straight at it. This is pretty early on in the process, so it may not sound as well thought out. Um, But I'm also living by the code that I'm going to share with you what Jeannie and I are going through. We're going to give you our journey. And uh, for that, this is the journey episode about facing insecurities or manning up... uh, Within in the face of insecurity, I don't know what exactly what I'm going to call it, but I know I have to record it. So here we go. So I don't know. Is there anything you want to say before this episode starts? No. Okay. Well, I still don't have any time to waste. Then good. Um, I as you know, we just went on vacation. I don't really know where to start. I don't know where to start here. Start before um, the vacation. There was a situation at work, and that was the initial start of it before we left. Um, because somebody made some comments to you that were not typical, and it attacked your character rather than addressing the issue at hand. What I'm going to say is that here's where I'll start. There are certain times where... I will start acting and thinking a certain way that is not congruent with the man I have decided I am going to be and the changes that I have made in my life. And when these little attitudes, these little habits, or these mindsets start to surface, I know there's something deeper going on. And I started noticing some of these things a few weeks ago. And there were situations um, at work in my career um, where some things were said to me about me that are absolutely not me. Nope. And I know this. I I live with an extreme amount of integrity. because it's one of my other codes to do what's right. If I know what's right, I'm, I'm going to do it. 
Um, he lives with a wife. We'll call him on it, too, if he doesn't. So I can vouch. <laughs> I, I'll call myself on it before anybody else has to because it's just the way that I want to live my life. I'm not saying I never do anything wrong. That is not what I'm saying. Nope. But when it comes to my code, um, I do everything I can to live by it. But anyway, things were said to me about me that are absolutely not me. And then there, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and things going on in life and in business right now. And then there's uncertainty at home and things that are, um, that just get difficult. We are all faced with challenges. It's nothing new. But when people that you have respect for say things to you or about you or at you, um, sometimes it might cause you, uh, it might cause you some frustration. It might even cause self-doubt. Anyway, there, there has been plenty of self-talk this year uh, for me that I've been working through that have that that challenge me as a professional and as as a man okay and that's I think that's just the day and time that we live in with uh, COVID surrounding the planet everybody has had to face some things in their life that they are overcoming that is just a fact and I say everybody because it's everybody um, but when when things like this start to happen and people you know, make allegations or accusations towards you that you know aren't true. Typically for me, um, I can wave those off and I do compartmentalize those things. I do put them in a, in a, in a, in a box all to their own because I do my best not to judge people, uh, by their low moments, especially if they're emotional, because I don't want to be judged that way. Um, but the fact is, is that, you know, some things were said to me that, um, that were not me, but they kind of took a little root in me. And, um, it was just a moment where I was faced with a challenge. And instead of rising to the moment, I allowed it to sit and fester. And it started, I think, I'm going to tell you the truth. I think it started before that. And I don't, I don't know exactly where it started, but I know the mindset started to creep up and I'm, I'm doing some generalities here, some generalizations, because it's my career, and I don't want to, you know, unjustly accuse anybody um, and expose that. I think there's just a lot going on, and everybody's feeling the pressure of it, especially with the COVID stuff. So it's not necessarily um, work that's the problem or the people they're in. It is everybody getting hammered by all the different things that people are responsible for. Yeah. And you in the position you're in are also trying to maintain keeping the people above you happy with what's expected, keeping your own work environment somewhat on a higher level of morale, which right now it seems to be struggling more so than it has previously. Um, and that's just, from the outside looking in and seeing him coming home stressed, it's not me knowing the shop. It's more what I feel or what you and I discuss about what you are going through. Yeah. Um, but you're also in a position where you're trying to maintain home and the role of dad here. We have new dynamics in our house yeah. 
We've brought in some things um, with bringing in JD and what's going on there in, in a new level of parenting. Yeah. And um, it, it's not really a new level. It's just having to take the tools that we have learned. And now we're applying it to somebody who's coming from a completely different situation than any of us have been through and trying to figure out applying your motto and philosophy to him and his situation so that he can move past stuff. Right. But it's also, um, you and I had a, a shaky spot mm-hmm. and, um, the way Quincy and I have discussed this, the stuff going on around us, the circumstances around us, the people around us, the stuff that, that the COVID, the work crap, the family stuff, everything to me looks like a tornado. And when we're firm in who we are, what we believe in and, um, the man you want to be, your feet are firmly planted. The tornado can spin and spin and spin. It's not going to pull you up. However, if there is a chink in the armor, and usually that chink comes between you and me, if something is not steady with us, be it individual, which affects the marriage because we don't know how to deal with it, or if it's something between the two of us that we haven't gotten into yet, or maybe we didn't know was going on, your foot lifts just a little bit. And just taking that foot off the ground is enough to make that tornado start rocking you a little bit and kind of start shaking you up. So then you start seeing the circumstances are starting to dictate now because you're not, you're not solid. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I am a firm believer in not allowing your circumstances to dictate your identity, not allow them to say who you are. Being that I'm a man of faith, I believe the words God says about me as opposed to what the circumstances are. Because a lot of times you can't control the circumstances. And I'm big on controlling what you can control, focusing on the things that you can affect, and whatever the circumstances are, you can face them at the moment. But I allowed, it wasn't just this comment at work, but it, it was the circumstances surrounding life. I think the seed was there. The circumstances at work just kind of watered it. Yeah. that And that's fair to say. So obviously I wasn't necessarily on my game at that time. So <clears throat> that, it kind of, it kind of began to take root. And then I started getting a bit sensitive and, and, you know, being sensitive at the right time is okay, but being sensitive at the wrong time can really screw you. So to get into it, you know, um, there, when we were up on our vacation, is when I noticed it the most because I had told Jeannie that I wanted a, a date night. I wanted a date night for us where we just separated ourselves from the kids, went in this big old beautiful master bedroom, have dinner, um, and just spend time with us, let the kids do kid things. And at the last minute, um, she was like, No, I want to have dinner with everybody. So I was like, It's eh, not a bad idea. Um, and then it ended up, we ended up watching a movie too. It got late. And then at that point, I, I kind of noticed that I was like, well, screw this thing. I, I can't, how how honest can I just be on the microphone? I just gotta be, I just gotta be. Say it ugly. Yeah, I just gotta, I gotta say it ugly. Anyway, in my, in my head, I'm thinking that there's two schools of thought here. It's like, why, why is my wife choosing kids over me? I don't get this. She knows I want this date night. This has been planned. I, I don't understand this. 
But then I come back with some reason. This is good old self-talk. I'm, I'm, I'm keying you in. Then I come back with the self-talk of, well, she actually, she's an introvert. She's out. She wants to be with the family. She wants to spend time. She wants to be around everybody. So there's, there's actually nothing bad here. There's nothing bad here in this moment. It's actually good. So I'm just going to choose not to be upset about it. So we were supposed to go in the room later, watch a movie, take a shower together, and then do what you know we're going to do after we have a shower with each other, and we are naked. You said it was just going to be a shower. It was never just going to be a shower, and you know it. You lie me. <laughs> Keep going. Keep you, going. You're going to get yeah, sidetracked. The, you're the one trying to sidetrack me here. <laughs> anyway, um, after... After a while of thinking about this, I got stuck on this. Why is she choosing something else instead of choosing me? And my and my, my self confidence, um, it's already kind of rocked because of a situ of situations, and I'm not dealing with that appropriately. I guess I don't realize it, but I'm not dealing with it appropriately, and then. Um, I, at the, at this point, it's like after 9 o'clock. The kids still have school the next day, so it's getting later. So we start a movie, then we – and then, you know, Kirsten is just not sleeping there. Yeah, but we had that a couple was nights. A, that was a big challenge. So I know at probably 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, we're going to be working through relieving Sophia so that she can sleep and do her schooling because she was staying with Kirsten. Anyway, it, but at that point, I was so put off – that I couldn't rev my motor to think about getting in, you know, in a mindset for sex anyway, which is weird because I'm a dude and it doesn't take much to get a dude in the mindset for sex. It's like you start if you're talking about that section of the house and it sounds like sex, dude is in the mood. That's just the way the dude works, okay? Um but I realized that I had a problem right there truly realized it's like okay there's something deeper here because i like to take time to reflect on what is causing this attitude what what is causing this action this thought process because there's it's not necessarily about what's going on in the moment there's there's a root there there's something there that i don't see that's causing this so the other example kind of escapes my mind at the moment. I don't know if I made a note On here. the vacation? Yeah. Um, okay, so it started Tuesday night. We didn't have our date night Tuesday night. The date night was Thursday night. It was supposed to be Tuesday, like it always is. Wednesday, we had to go to the grocery store again. We were getting stuff for that evening. And I asked you to take me over to go get left, center, right. Because I wanted... The kids were... With the new dynamics and the change and, and bringing JD in when we did, we literally got him that morning and then we took off for vacay. Right. <clears throat> so he hadn't been around us yet. We hadn't spent any time with him in many, many years. So this was kind of a get to know you and we were on vacation. So the Wi-Fi restrictions weren't there. Yeah. The um, not going anywhere restrictions, you know, they had, they had a little more leeway because we were gone. And um, we were kind of trying to feel out 
what exactly we were bringing into our house and how we were going to maintain it. So the first night we had the, the table conversation with house rules, what's expected, um, what does he expect, so forth. The second night we were supposed to have a date night the night before. So I've had a hard time with keeks and it was the first night. So we kind of assumed it would happen we were doing schoolwork and stuff and the kids wanted to shoot pool. None of the kids knew how to shoot pool. So we were playing pool all night and watching movies. They wanted to watch a movie. That was a good time too. So that skipped the first date night. Then Wednesday we went to the grocery store and one of the girls had asked me if, um, we could do, Oh no. Two a had asked, could we do birthday party? Because we, JD's birthday was the week before we missed it. And it was 16, which is a big deal. Normally in our house, 16 is a big deal. We didn't have that opportunity to do that for him. So we went to the store. We bought stuff to do birthday. And we bought stuff to make favorite foods and whatnot for lunch and what have you. Well, it kind of carried over into the evening. And then we were playing more pool. And then he wanted to watch a movie. And it was kind of like his birthday. So we were watching movies and hanging out because that's what he wanted. So that shifted the second night of date night. And then the third night, we had to go out to the store again because apparently when you go rent a cabin, they don't understand that, you know, 12 people require more than a small refrigerator. Everybody doesn't think like we do. They don't have three freezers, five fridges, and, you know, 10 dogs to feed. (laughs) But anyway, that night I decided let's play left, center, right. And I got a bunch of Halloween candy and we were going to just have a kid night because they kept asking for time with us. Mm Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at the fact that you were asking for time with me. I was assuming we're on vacation because normally when you and I go out of town, we'll be out at a hockey game. We'll go to dinner. I mean, we don't get back to the room until late. So having a late dinner and watching a late movie is nothing new to us. I was clearly on a different page than Quincy was. I didn't know my bad. I should have communicated. We didn't. Um, But that night, was the night the first night that I took over taking care of Kirsten because uh, she woke up at 12.30 and she wasn't going back to sleep. My night didn't end until 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then Friday we were going to do one last try at this and that was the night that we had to pack. So no matter how I worked my day that day, I was going to be up at night packing because we were going to be leaving the next morning. And then Kirsten didn't sleep again, so that was my second night of being up all night with Kiki and trying to get us ready to leave. So basically, I locked into mom and stayed in mom mode the whole trip. I didn't get any of my writing done. I didn't do any of the things that you and I had set out to do. We didn't do morning breakfast or anything together. It was family, 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 family. And I didn't stop to realize, I didn't notice the signs that you were struggling with something. I knew you were frustrated with me. We did discuss it a little bit. But we didn't actually have the full conversation until we got home. And I think that's kind of what played was I kept pushing you off to be with the kids. By the time we got to our room and it was late at night, you were just fried for the day. I was tired. I hadn't been sleeping because of Kirsten. So we had just kind of come to the conclusion of this is just not happening. Yeah. And and probably the mindset that should have been, you know, taken when we went there is that family vacations about family us vacations about us and we you know we got the we got the chance to get our time in the very first night but it, it when we we kind of lined it all out 
for the sake of the the story or the path that I remember, is that Two A had something he had to do an all day class on Wednesday. Um, no, it was Thursday, but then things got canceled for him. Irregardless, there was that situation that got this whole, why is she choosing this instead of me? And then that that mindset started to take root because I was first pissed at myself for being upset with you. And I, and, and, and I wasn't necessarily upset. I was put off. I yeah. just felt, I felt put off um, by it. And it started, something started to grow there. And then um, there was another situation that for the life of me, I cannot remember right now, but it was another choosing situation where I, um, where I was like, what, what is this? Someone came to the house um, and my response was different. And I was very playful and fun and in a good mood. And it kind of rubbed you the wrong way for a minute because I was choosing to entertain and be involved there rather than oh there was but there was one more situation still before that oh that was just that was like the straw that broke the camel's back to say you've got something going on here and you know it's not right and you need to look deeper at what it is anyway you know and going going through this um going through this situation Obviously, the cat is out of the bag because what it was is it was insecurities in me. And that, those insecurities started rearing their ugly head. Now, these are things that I thought I had already um, addressed and that I had taken care of. But apparently, I hadn't. But the most important part is not actually what you see. It's what you don't see that's the root of the issue, and unless you go to the root of something, you're not going to conquer it. You will not. Now, that's not to say that once you conquer something, it's not going to revisit you in the future because it will. You need to see where you're at, and life has a funny way of challenging you to say, oh, you're over this. Well, let's just let's see how that goes. <laughs> and so what it came down to was these these situations that exposed some of my insecurities, whether it be about my career, um, whether it be about my relationship with my wife, me as a father, me as a friend, wh what it comes down to is there was a, there was a root or the root of the matter was the not good enough syndrome, which is something that I, I suffered from that for so long. And it wreaked havoc on um, my self-confidence. It wreaked ha havoc on my marriage, my life, uh, my sex life. It wreaked havoc on my professional life. It wreaked havoc on me as a man. It wreaked havoc on my health, every single part of me. So this is something that I thought was truly conquered and gone, and thankfully, as crazy as it sounds, thankfully, the, I've, I, it exposed itself to me again. Because what I truly believe is where I'm going, the, the future me in one, two, three, four, five years from now, had this not been exposed in my life, 
the future me can't have this particular thing in his life for where this podcast is going and where my next podcast is going. This not good enough syndrome needs to be finally put to death in me. It needs to be conquered once and for all. And I'm thankful that it was exposed now. It took this level of challenge to really expose how deep this thing was rooted in me. Because I've gotten rid of a lot of that. Um, but apparently there was still a little bit left. Is that, does it make sense what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the me five years from now, in order to be successful in where I believe this thing is going for me to assist in, in mentor and help men become family famous, to become the best version of themselves, where I want to go as a professional, where eventually I'm going to go as a man of faith and, and use that platform to speak and encourage people. <clears throat> if this was exposed then, in five years from now, I think it might jeopardize me even more. So I'm happy. As hard as this has been, I'm happy that it's happened right now. And so once I, I was speaking to a friend of mine that talked to me about the time and the place and where I'm at and what I'm doing is right and that I am in the right place and that professionally I am, you know, the right guy and the right the right things are happening. And he used the terminology, which is if you're a person of faith and you've been in the church, you'll understand. He says, lean in closer to the fire. Don't back away. And that for me is like lean in harder on the challenge. Don't back away. When you feel challenged in these circumstances, you get some fresh perspective in the moment, and then you lean in harder, and you find out where it is. And that's, that's where I'm at. And then I had, to take, I had to take the dirty business of exposing myself to Jeannie to say, look, I've been insecure, and I've been thinking things that aren't fair to you, and I've been concerned about things that aren't fair to you, I want to put it out there, and I want to let you know this is where my mindset has been. This is how silly it got to, and it has no right to be there, and I want to make it right, um, because if there's anybody in this world who thinks I'm good enough for something, it's my wife believes that. I was looking for the text. I couldn't find it. <clears throat> the one that... Uh, which one? Greatness. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. It's not in my phone. Oh, it's still in my phone. Um, which that was a that was a very timely text because I believe it was that right. was the very beginning of all of this. That's true. That is true. I could find that, and I probably should. It's it's um, the very very start of this. Well, it might have started before this, but I think when it started coming to an actual head was um right before vacation time you were just getting slammed with stuff from work and it was things that were attacking your integrity things that were attacking your um commitment to not only your position but to the people around you um there were a lot of just a lot of variables that were out of your control but yet your responsibility 
and you were, your integrity was taking a hit big time. So, um, we were having a conversation and, um, I just told him and I'm, of course I'm paraphrasing because I can't find the text, but it was basically that people don't recognize the greatness in him and the ones that do, they fear it because he doesn't stop when he finds something like now he knows he has an insecurity. He knows this is taking a root somewhere. You know, when you cut down a tree, you can't just chop it off and leave the trunk because if it's still getting watered and it's still getting fed, those roots are going to find another place to grow. It's just going to pop up somewhere else. Our concrete out front is a perfect example, but, um, Quincy has this part of him where now that I know there's something there, he goes after it until he gets it uprooted and changed. It's just, it's something in you that you have to do. And when someone attacks your integrity, and this is a part of you that is solid, mm-hmm. you don't waver. This is right and wrong. This is what feels appropriate or not appropriate. This is how you address everything in life from your children to your job to your faith. You're not, you don't waver there. And for someone to take a shot at that, multiple someone's to take a shot at that you were starting to to not not to not be secure in who you were or your integrity but it started to piss you off because if everybody's firing at me what am I doing wrong you weren't doing anything wrong when you push people to come to your level it scares them because uh, most people will say oh yeah yeah yeah, I got this I want to do what you're doing I want to be where you're at until they see the amount of work that actually has to go forth in changing your perspective, your mindset, how you do things. I mean, hell, look at me and doing the diet. It's just changing how I eat. Dude, that was a huge mind screw for me because I'm used to getting up and eating whatever I want and drinking four or five sodas a day. And I run on caffeine. This is how I function. So it was very, very hard to switch but it took 12 weeks and it switched and it's very easy for me now to say okay yeah I can have this stuff once in a while but I'm not going to go back to doing it all the time the the things you were up against people would change for a day or two maybe just to kind of I don't know how to put it maybe to mollify you to be like okay well I'll pacify you and give you a little and then they went right back to what it was. And then when you call them out on it, they get mad. He calls me out on stuff, guys. It's it's not just work. It's not just the kids. If if you have given him permission to call you out, to be your accountability, he's going to call you out. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's well, part of your integrity. The fact is, is that I, I, I lead by example because I call myself out too. You do. Very much so. So let's wrap up this journey episode. I want to get into, you know, a little more detail for the game plan episode and then maybe in the and then in the playbook episode give you some ideas on how you you can identify this. I want to help you. Maybe your issue is not insecurity. Mine is, and I'm working through it. Now, I'm going to tell you in the game plan episode just how this unfolded and how I was able to rebuild my self-confidence. How was I able to do it? That's coming in the game plan. And we will see you then. For this episode, I am the Q-Dog. And she is Jeannie Moran. And this 
is Man Versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.